Welcome to From the Rookery End. It is Saturday, the 2nd of May. It is the last game of the season. Don't um, come back to bed! <laughs> uh, it's, uh, we're, we're in my kitchen. Uh, my name's John. Uh, with me is uh, Mike. A very, very warm hello to everybody. <laughs> and um, Watford today could be champions, will be champions of the championship. Uh, I, we're also here with, uh, with Sky Sports' David Garida. Hi, David. Very good morning. Um, and we are getting ready. Oh, and Eli's here. Hi, Eli. Say something. No? So you put my phone there and you go quiet. Uh, my baby son, Eli, is here. Uh, and the uh, widow of Watford, Nikki. Hi. <laughs> She's not dead. No. <laughs> She's not actually dead. <laughs> um, we're, we're at the end of a, of a, what was a magnificent Watford season. It, it's happened, hasn't it? Incredibly enough, it has. And it's sort of, um, it's sunk in more and more as the week's gone on. Talking about the day in Brighton, it was... Um, just one of those extraordinary days that you don't imagine is ever going to happen. You, you can't imagine that those particular stars are going to align at that particular time. Um, and it did. Um, and it's very difficult to actually take in on, on the Saturday. But this week, sort of watching some of the goals back from the other games and reading the press reports, um, and it, yeah, it's just sunk in that we've, we've cracked it. We've done what we set out to do. And I just feel incredibly proud, first and foremost, to be a Watford supporter, proud that we've achieved what we wanted to, but, but above all else, just massively excited and looking forward to today. Yeah, well, we'll get you breakfast. There's your toast, Mike. Do you get, get some butter. Oh, I've got any butter. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> right, I'll have a beer. No butter. <laughs> <laughs> now, David, you, what do you think? David, you've been, um, uh, you're, a, you're a professional media man. You're a Chevrolet Wednesday fan, hence why you're here against the game today. Mm. Looking at Watford this season... How do you look at Watford from the outside? Probably the most talented attacking side that I've seen this season. Agreed. Uh, no, I think it's been it's been coming. It's been coming, and I think certainly not just the form of Troy Deeney, but everyone else who's contributed. Uh, definitely well deserved, and it's great that we're going to be giving you a guard of honour today because exactly what you know is called for in these circumstances. I think it's brilliant. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that Watford went up. I did always say I thought. Watford and Bournemouth would be the team, certainly when it started to get a little bit tight. And you've managed to avoid the lottery of, of the playoffs. So, so, yeah, it should be a good afternoon. I think a nice celebratory afternoon. I wouldn't be surprised if we make it a little bit awkward for you. Mm. But ultimately, I think, you know, you, you want to go up and, and clinch the title in doing so. And I think that's probably what's likely to happen. Because that run is dead interesting, I think. Because there was Middlesbrough, we did, we did a uh, podcast over the uh, Easter weekend. And we spoke to uh, Derby, Norwich, uh, Middlesbrough, um, and Bournemouth, Bournemouth. Steve Fletcher from Steve Bournemouth. Fl- yeah, Steve Fletcher from Bournemouth. They didn't quite fancy us, and at that point, I don't think no one quite fancied to be automatic the, the top two. Um, but that running, you know, we we've been on the on the charge. But actually, the, diff- the, the it's going to come down to this: Norwich lost one and drew one, mm. and and why are Bournemouth? Potentially not going to be champions because they drew one game of football. Yes, against they did <laughs> against Sheffield Wednesday. Party poop is extraordinary. <laughs> I know everyone says this is the toughest league in the world, and this year oh, it's really tight, you know. But it really it's ridiculous though this year. I, I haven't ever seen this. Uh, not not in the championship. It, normally by this point in the season, you've got something riding on the playoffs. But I think the the top two would got away by now. Yeah, you know they'd won by you know uh, they were they were a clear furlong ahead of the rest. Whereas this season, you know, we've had this situation which is... How many times has the league changed hands? Is it 20 times this season? Something around mm, that, anyway. Yeah. So that in itself, I think, is, is pretty unprecedented. But just simply the, the, the little 
twists and turns every single week that that meant you know that we we were backing Derby at some point to go up. They were looking very strong. They may faded away. We thought that maybe Burrow would go and do it. And you know we 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 had a situation where we might get the two promoted teams being the two teams with foreign managers, with Jukanovic and and Karanka up there. You know, and that's not normally done. That's the other thing is that you know those guys have really proven themselves in a really tough league. But it has been extraordinary, and I and I'm absolutely you know compelled and 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 really thrilled by this season. I think it's been such a brilliant advert for the championship. I think, it's, I think it's interesting, John. Before before we move on, just saying about how the the guys who came on the. Uh, on the on the live podcast from the from our promotion rivals saying they didn't fancy Watford, I think it's less of them not fancying Watford and more of them fancying themselves to do the job, mm. because for a long time teams weren't losing, yeah, in that to- in, in you know in that chasing pack and they were just everyone was a, as relentless as everyone else and I don't think anyone wanted to give anyone else any too much credit because it, it would almost feel like it's a sign of weakness in their own side mm. and. That's the beauty of this Watford side, and what and what Jukanovic has done to them is just turn them into this. Like they're like a machine. They're like a tank, just slowly, slowly, slowly moving forward with one aim in sight. And we we spoke to Troy um, last week, and and that was born out then. I came away from that interview even more convinced than ever that we were going to win. We we're going to go up because. They're almost born to do it. They're like I don't know what the Robocop version of football is, but they, this team has been put together by by the Potsos and then moulded by Jukanovic to do one thing, and that's to get that's to get to promotion. Um, and they've just steamrolled everyone else. Norwich faltered. You know, it's a minuscule slip up. Um, and similarly from Bournemouth, and we we cracked it a week early. And I, personally, David said how excited he is about the um, about the, the championship. But I think there's a lot of people who are actually a bit disappointed that it hasn't carried on. And I think that's probably why we're not seeing the the plaudits that Watford supporters were hoping we'd get. Because everyone had their eyes on a last day showdown between four people, Mm. four teams. Unfortunately for them, they reckoned uh, reckoned without the uh, the Watford wrecking ball, who just have been unstoppable and are rightly promoted. David, um, we talked about the, the other teams who haven't made it. Anyone disappoint you or surprise you the most? Derby. I think Derby. Uh, look, we, we we discussed this briefly before that they have had a little bit of bad luck. But if you look at the quality in their squad, and again, you know, this is what really does shine out in the championship is you've got some teams who have some wonderful players, uh, Watford included, obviously. But but for me, Derby were the ones that I thought had a real momentum, but then mm. they had momentum at the wrong point in the season. It was almost in the running before the running, and now they just started to falter away when it was. And, and who knows how that's going to affect them in the playoffs. Um, uh, you know, I, I think um, I would have liked to see Norwich involved again on the last day. Uh, I, I really think Alex Neil's done a wonderful job overall. Yeah. You know, to come in from Hamilton of all places and to pick up that side and, and take them the way he has, I think that's just a real credit. Um, but I'm not disappointed with that. I just think a, a bit of sympathy towards him that he isn't involved in that, and he might well, you know, face Ipswich over two legs and get knocked yeah. out, and that yeah. would just be the worst way to go. That's why I want to play off. They've got to play each other. I mean, that'd be a brilliant. First I, don't, and I don't know league. who that suits, though. I don't know who that suits. Who would rather play over two well, legs? Didn't didn't actually when we spoke to um, Michael Bailey from, uh, from up in Norwich, he said he didn't want Ipswich because they've done them over twice, haven't they? In the in the league, so you don't want that in the, no the revenge. No one wants to admit it, but the, the risk of losing is more terrifying than the rewards of winning. <laughs> and 
if you'd rather just sort of skirt around the issue, I think most would. I mean, if you could guarantee Norwich or Ipswich to win over each other, then they'd, they'd snap your hand up for it. But, but in fact, what an amazing thing to look forward to the playoffs, not having to worry about it. Super. We put a picture up on our, our little video um, that was sent to us of uh, a Watford fan with uh, a diary with the word, the 25th of May, someone had written in the playoff final. And it was a video of him crossing it out. Because <laughs> Watford are going up automatically. No matter what happens today, champions, second place, we are going to be in the Premier League next year. And it's only fair that as, um, as someone who, and a club that's been successful, that we share this information with um, others who wish, maybe such as Sheffield Wednesday. Um, this podcast is going to be our guide to the steps to success and the steps to becoming a Premier League football club. We've got five steps for you, which we are going to be telling uh, you, and you can share it with any f- uh, friends that you know that's got other clubs. Should I be taking notes at this point? Should I sort of like make some notes, pass things on? Well, to it, it'll all be say. downloadable okay. from the podcast, uh, and, uh, and discussing exactly what, what have what we've done this year to be a promoted Premier League A podcast made by Watford fans for Watford fans from the Rookery End. Welcome to From the Rookery End's Five Steps to the Premier League. Step one, give your fans something to cheer about. Mark Rutley at the back. Uh, with a Watford of the throng, <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, uh, not thong, no. Throng. Although I'd wear pretty much anything today, I think. <laughs> Certainly ahead of the trip into the pond. <laughs> uh, uh, the Watford bus is on its way down. There's ooh, a couple of thousand or so. Yeah, a lot of people here to welcome it, and uh, just excitement. Yeah, superb. Um, and it is a, uh, the first step, of course, is uh, to have to give your fans something to cheer about. And this year has certainly been something to cheer about. And the 1881 Roy and the boys there have gone to the next level. Yeah, and I think the last um, the last couple of games have really seen them uh, come, come to fruition and come into their own. They were, the last couple of games have been very, very special, as have the efforts from, from the supporters led by, led by Roy in the 1881. And these things take a little bit of time to, to bed in. You can't just turn up one day and say we're going to change the atmosphere at a football club. But they've carried on working and carried on working. And I guess luckily there's been a bit of luck that it's coincided with some really important games. But the atmosphere at Vicarage Road has been like nothing I've experienced very often before the last couple of games. It's been absolutely magnificent. Coach parked up um, and they saw the fans here. But the other thing I love about this, this sort of Watford inspiration is uh, all the fan art we've had this year. Yeah, it's been brilliant, hasn't it? I think as Watford have got sort of, well, so the explosion of social media and combined with Watford being so successful, people have wanted to have a bit of it, haven't they? Yeah. And they've wanted to sort of contribute something to it. And, and that's, we've seen Geordie stuff. The Retro, Retro Hall, Hall is absolutely yeah. incredible. There's been loads of sort of various bits of artwork. Um, Stanley Grouse. Stanley Grouse has been magnificent. I would urge anyone to check him out on Twitter. And after today, it will tell the story of an entire season. And it sums it up perfectly. So one, so Stanley, Stanley has been putting, again, a tweet every game and, and doing a picture to sum it up. A bit of art. Uh, and it's absolutely stunning. And it will tell the story of, of this brilliant uh, season that yeah. we're, we're here to celebrate. Yeah, and it is a celebration. I think I'm, I was just saying to a couple of guys before, I'm probably a little bit more nervous about this game because I'm so keen to win the, win the title than I have been about the others but it's today's a celebration there's people at the stadium what two hours two and a half hours before kick-off um, determined to make the most of it and I think that's the, the most important thing about today it's for the supporters we just all need to enjoy it and uh, drink it in and remember, remember it well I think they're really what for the fans start for this I think they just cheered when they opened up the uh, baggage uh, luggage hold yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here <laughs> comes <laughs> <Troy's> bag <laughs> um, but yeah it's the, uh, step one of our steps of success is to give your fans something to cheer about.
from the rookery end. We're now in Vicarage Road after being outside. Um, we've had a beer already, and everyone's having one because it's a party, Michael. I am so excited. I mean, this is. I'm going to sound really dark and gussy and snuffy, but this is exactly what you dream about as a football supporter, just being able to have a day like this. And they don't just come around infrequently, they come around hardly ever, being able to turn up at a football ground, knowing you're promoted to to the Premier League, and knowing that you've got a team that deserves it, and knowing that you've got a team to be proud of, knowing that you've got a team that's going to go and give it a great shot next year. It is unbelievable. I am so happy, so proud to be a Watford fan. It is amazing. Jason has joined us. Jason, are you happy? I'm very happy. To add what Mike said, we're competing for a trophy today that people of a certain generation like me grew up watching the likes of Liverpool and Everton and Villa lifting this trophy on match of the day. I'm a bit of a mess to be honest. I'm I'm like so nervous and excited all at the same time. I don't know what to feel. You could you were you were um, you were here for the uh, 1982 promotion. Mm, I was. I was only eight years old, so I was like, oh great, this is, this is what football's like. Fantastic. And I thought it was going to be like that all the time, and for a while it was. <laughs> and then and then we got relegated out of the top flight, and it's yeah. We in my adult life we've been up and down and up and down. So it'll be nice this time. I think we'll be able to go up with a trophy, and this time make a bit of a fight of it. I think we will do, but we've made a fire this year, we've been promoting our next step to promotion is... Step two, get it right at the top. And we've got it right at the top. First of all, Jason, let's go back to September, October, with a lot of change at Watford and the man at the top. But time where we had, and I think it's been quoted several times since we've been promoted, four managers in a matter of weeks. How are you feeling about that now? Well, I, I think the answer is obvious. I'm feeling fantastic about it because <laughs> we put the right man in place. Aren't and obviously, the, the, the Potso's got a lot of stick at the time for what they did to McKinley, and they probably feel bad about it. They, they probably realise they made a bit of a mistake there, and in fact, that's why they made the change quickly so rather than leave them in place and then have to make the change further down the line. Whilst they brought in Slav, who I think we, we said at the time when he came in, we didn't know much about him, but what we knew is that he's a winner. And he's won titles. He's won titles in his home country. He's won titles in Israel. And I think I said it. If he can do it there, why can't he do it here? And he has done. Well, yeah. not tied yet. But he, at least what he was hired to do was to get what promoted. Um, and we, we'll, I think we'll talk about stuff in a bit more detail later. But let's talk about that. That you know, that fact that it's, you've got to get right at the top because the top isn't just him. Um, that Watford coaching staff is Sam who's come in but it's also a goalkeeping coach who yep. was with Becker it is uh, Oscar Garcia's assistant yep. and then also since then we've added Dean Austin and, yep. and that combination was, it, it was the right combination wasn't it? Yeah absolutely right and I think it's another example of the Pontos very carefully and determinedly and just putting the jigsaw pieces together that will culminate in a successful not just a successful team a successful club we've, we've kept the goalkeeping coach from, from Beppe's days and I think it's worth pointing out um, that Troy mentioned in, in our he's Troy to us now not, not, oh, yeah, not Dini <laughs> Troy mentioned to us in, in his interview that we are benefiting this team is benefiting from the defensive work that, that Beppe put in Sanino yes. put in and by the way what a great touch from him to um, to send his message of congratulations on when we got promoted at uh, Brighton uh, superb Really, really nice, really nice touch. But so, and we've got the goalkeeping cut. So, it, so perhaps he's a sort of reminder to everyone that defence is important. And then we've, we've kept um, we've kept Ruben from from Oscar Garcia. So he's obviously got something to offer. And then we've added Dean Austin in. And 
and what, and it's just uh, and it's helped Slav deliver what he's delivered. Uh, and it hasn't been done with great fanfare. It hasn't been done with bringing from from, from uh, clubs, big big name clubs or anything like that. It's been done very deliberately to to deliver the best possible network, the best possible combination of coaches for this side. And what you see is this killing machine. This, <laughs> This, this team that refuses to be beaten and just wins game and that's and it's down, it has to be down obviously the players deserve credit but you can't do it without the right without the right guy on top of it we talked a little bit about Zola um, before today because we've been reliving the, the, Dini, the, the Dini goal against Leicester because he's got that feel about it and, uh, and Troy mentioned in his, in his interview with us that Zola made him feel 10 feet tall he made everyone feel good but that kind of might be it's not all he did but that was his trump card Slav and this coaching staff have got everything we've got everything covered and that's why Watford are top of the league I think it's important when you talk about Dean Austin I think important to know that Slav admitted he needed uh, I admit it's the right word but said he wanted an English coach in and he did have a bit of a wobble start let's, let's, let's not forget yeah, yeah, uh, so I, think, I think it is important to say that it, this isn't there's no dictatorship going on here Slav has seen that he needs some help He's all, all Potsos have got this guy they've got Dean Austin in um, English speaking local lad as well uh, and I think it shows that we're working so well as a team at the top and the Potsos they're listening to Slav they're giving him what he needs and, and it's born free and part of that part of that process part of this jigsaw was the was the Billy McKinley so we can't we can't swerve it and on a personal level I think they will feel sorry for him as, as Watford fans and do and still do I, I still Absolutely. do, do I, don't, I, feel that, I know it's the right thing to happen I knew it, it's clearly worked yeah. but you still know of course and they, they will regret that but they took that decision knowing how everyone outside Watford would feel about it but also knowing it was the right decision and it's so key to have people who are, are ready to be decisive but not decisive like perhaps Chilino at Leeds or some of these other trigger happy owners that you, you might see decisive with thought out and yeah. reasoned thinking and that was a difficult decision because they knew they would plunge Watford into a media maelstrom they knew there'd be a backlash from that but ultimately the, what, that, what they did that day they took some flack but that is why we're here today because we have um, owners we have people in charge who, whose decisions are solely categorically aimed at getting success for this football club we're here today Mike for next season we're in the Premier League a podcast by Watford fans for Watford fans this is from the referee end for some reason, I'm not quite sure why, Jason, but the, the rookery's bouncing. I, I, I wonder if we're, uh, if we're going up or something. Maybe, maybe. Well, just a rookery, I think, is important to say. Yeah. GT, the Elton John stand, and half of the uh, North stand, <laughs> Vickery Drayden. It's uh, what a day to be here. I'm so excited. I feel like a child. We're, we're 20 minutes away from, uh, from kick-off. Um, and we're going through our, our steps, uh, and the, the next step, step three on the steps to promotion is... Step three... Build a rallying attitude. I know we, we just talked about the, the, the management team and they are important and it's a team game, but you know that Slav inherited a good defensive team um, set up. Uh, he had a bunch of great hands of players, but he sought that team out. 
very, very, uh, very quickly, but he sorted out to having a squad that was going to do the job efficiently and effectively. He's done it, but for too long, it started to feel like as someone who will always, I try to, I'm always trying to be positive, believe it or not, and it felt like I was defending the Watford players quite a lot because. You know, I'm not, I'm not a master tactician, I'm not a great footballer myself, but I thought I recognised some incredibly talented footballers at this football club. But there was an increasing little knot of people who were saying, yes, they're talented, why can't they deliver? Are they actually that talented? And I, and I still believe they were, but I did, was starting to wonder how we're going to get this collection of incredible footballers to do what needed to be done to get to the Premier League. The answer was Slavisa Academy. <laughs> this, this team was less than the sum of its parts. It was underachieving, and that changed. Uh, it had to change, uh, but he's done it. Brutally, efficiently, and successfully. He has been a revelation, and he's delivered the Watford side, the Watford, the Watford Football Club, that we all wanted so desperately. Uh, he's done it in a couple of ways, Jason. I think the first way was was getting rid. Of yeah, yeah. There was some. There was a. I think a clique of players, shall we call them, that clearly thought they were. I don't know. Deserving of a place in the first team. Like we're, 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 sort of, we're reading between the lines of it here. Yeah, we don't know yeah, yeah. stories, but when you see things like Keith Andrews' comments when he's analysing a Watford game on Sky, making comments about the management, not sort of towing the company line, if you like, you got to think there's something wrong there. It's the company line, and, and that's the way you look at the real world, but actually it was the, the team line, you know, and that's yeah, the most so, important yeah, thing, the team, what the team's about. That's it, and, it, and, it, and it's not, yeah. We know these players are, are media trained, and it's very rare that you get a player speak out like, like he did. So, that, that, and that disappointed me when got, he did that. We got rid of Dion, you know, we got rid of McGugan, those three, or maybe a certain uh, experience of, of football, they, they were gone, yeah. but that, that, that's, the, that's like the half of it. The next thing it was clearly you need to have this. You know this attitude uh, that can that can can win games. Yeah, he, he got rid of people who weren't going to play his way. He got rid of people who he didn't think were going to add to the cause. Um, and yeah, in terms of uh, the, the mental approach, I think he he persuaded he he made it clear to these players that despite your talent, despite your experience, whether it be Champions League, whether it be international football, you can't turn up and win a game of the Championship because you're a good player. You need to. Lock your guts out, personally, and as a team, you need to be a unit to win these games. When was that turning point? Well, I think I think it was Huddersfield for me. I think we put in a decent performance against Chelsea. All right, we lost the game comfortably in the end, but I think that was a decent a decent performance. So it's all right, we can build from that. Let's go to Huddersfield, get three points, and and kickstart the rest of the season we went into Pittsburgh we were poor um, and I think that was a wake up call for, for the squad and they realised they didn't want to do that again they didn't want to be losing to Huddersfield they wanted to be at top table taking on Man United and there's only one way to do that buck your ideas up and they backed their ideas up quite, uh, quite well no, Jason and we had some uh, fantastic performances um, any games stand out for you? I don't think there are any that say it's been it's the run for me I think what stood out is the fact that since Huddersfield what we've lost a, a very small handful of games Ipswich, Norwich uh, and, then, and your, your, your unpause there Jason says it all that's it I don't think there's 
there's one game Chelsea Bolton was, was big and it was a last minute winner the process let's call it from, from the loss at Huddersfield that Bolton game uh, was a, a, a game away it was a game where we came back to win yeah. a, a late on and they battled for 90 minutes and we got a few of those performances yeah, but the, the other thing about Slough I think that he did was and that he showed us as a manager he's not afraid to make you know changes to make things work he did that brilliantly against Blackpool yeah. uh, and, and even last week uh, um, at Brighton making that Kitchania change after 26 minutes was the right it, yeah. it worked yeah it's incredible uh, so just going back to the important games Bournemouth away ultimately we lost that game and it was it was a disappointing evening but for me Andy and I were there that night and that was the night I think that a spark developed between the supporters and the players the Watford fans were noisy that night you always are in adversity and the Watford fans felt what the support their players buzzed off that they felt it and they felt like a real connection that night which, which had perhaps been missing a little bit and that felt to me like the start of the we're not going anywhere mentality the, the we are in this in this title fight and we're not going you can't brush us off and we lost that game but, but it was it's still an important night but there was a moment in that game where um, uh, Igalu went over and almost told the, the, the ball went into the crowd yeah, that's and he came about. over he back, and he always said calm down guys yeah yeah but, but I know he said calm down don't not he wouldn't say calm down don't do what you're doing but he said calm down um but yeah, we understand we yeah. understand and so we're going to play it that, they was, have gone that was the start of the marriage between supporters that we're now enjoying today and the, and the team and but, but, but Slav's uh, ability to change things everyone talks about you know it's easy to say oh what's his plan B well Slav's got a plan B he's also got a plan C he doesn't care at what stage of the game he has to change it he shows great faith in his, himself he shows great faith in his players to throw them on after you know 20 minutes against Brighton and he think right I've got the squad here who can take on my instructions change the game plan we've been working on for, for a week and go out there and do it let's hope they can do it now we'll learn approaching kick off they will Michael with minutes to go listen to, listen to 1881 go we're the Orns you're the Orns why does Alman Abbey never score from six yards out Jason can we uh, explain this uh, no no <laughs> It's half time now at uh, Watford's home game, last home game in the Championship for at least a year, and over a year. Uh, Watford, oh, scary. Watford are 1 0 up against Sheffield Wednesday, and at the moment we are top of the league. Long way to go, but yeah. Uh, half, half game to go. Uh, Jason did tell me one point, he said, Bournemouth are 2 0 up. Jason doesn't talk like that. just like me, John. Yeah, Jason turned to me instead. Bournemouth for 2 0 up, John. He said that, and I went, I don't care if they score 10. All we've got to do is score one. We've scored our one. If several Wednesday score one, then I will have another one. We should have scored more. We should have scored more. We should have scored more. You're absolutely right. But it is, they haven't had anything up front, and then there's no finishing, there's no threat from them. Um, but we aren't taking our chances. We need to do our thing, we need to keep going, we need to keep doing what we've been doing, get the job done. And it's 45 minutes. I'm hoping they're going to be as professional and as ruthless as they have been for the rest of the uh, for the weekend. Can, can, can they be a little bit more ruthless? Just a bit more ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Alman missing those two chances is, is a bit upsetting. Is, uh, okay, so, so uh, half time chat, don't give the ball to Alman. Don't do it, lads. Definitely do, but just not in the six yard box. So they're, they're number four. The fourth step to from the referendum's success to promotion is. Step four. Add to your team, but only what is needed.
No wasting now. And it is how this, you know, we still have this eclecticness that's come from the Potsdam network, but it isn't the same dynamics of the team that was last year, it isn't the same dynamics of the team that we had, especially the first year under it. It's, it we're, we're more of an all-round team, aren't we, Jason? I think so. And also, over the, over the three years, that team has matured. We've kept the better players, even lost one and bought him back again <laughs> in Vidra. But we've added to the mix where we... May have had a, a Tokyo uh, or, a, or a Chalibur. Now we've got a, a Watson or a Toja in the side. Uh, yeah, so we and slowly built this team up over the three years to, to make a promotion slash championship winning team delete as applicable. <laughs> Is there one particular thing that's, that's been the biggest ad this year? Go for a bit of an unsung hero okay. in Ben Watson. I mentioned his name already. Um, obviously bought in in the transfer window in January and I've heard comments like oh what does he do what's he for and I think because he's not one of those flair players uh, people don't give him the credit that he's due and I think recently in the last few games he has had some brilliant games I think starting with Middlesbrough I thought the midfield three that were playing that they were excellent he amongst them and he just gets in and he harries and he hassles and he stopped teams being able to play so between midfield and attack stopped teams from creating things almost, almost perhaps like dare I say it the, the John Eustace replacement we've been looking at yeah, yeah. I, was, I was saying earlier on how uh, whatever happens he's at least trying to make it happen the legs up the picks out there he's, he's always trying to busy to do well. carrier, hard tough understands what needs to be done to, to get a game to take a game away from the opposition to protect his defenders and to help out the strikers I think Jason's absolutely right to single him out as a as a uh, unspectacular but hugely effective and important cog in, in this Watford wheel who are you going to add Mike? I think who's, um, who's the best addition for you? he's not the best but I think bringing Connolly in was, was a great shout and it just goes to show how it's just another subtle piece of this jigsaw another someone with who you know your average football supporter probably necessarily wouldn't know much about until they look into his career but he's been there he's done there he's got teams over the line he's got experience in, in defences at the top end of the championship so he knows what, what needs to be done so I think that was another canny sign yeah, you couldn't necessarily on the season as a whole you couldn't say he's had the impact no, no, has, has, someone, has someone had a bigger impact um, and also well we'll work backwards then okay. and who hasn't been here the whole season but Guardiola who came in from, from Palace obviously has had a, has a big, big impact unfortunately unable to play in the last game of the season but people questioned why he was brought in but he, he gave the team a lift he gave them a creative spark it was at a time when, uh, when Alman was, was injured I'd like to say Mark I don't think you have to explain yourself I think everyone knows exactly what yeah. he did he was some of his performances man the match performances on two live television shows the world saw what he could do but the timing the timing of him coming in was important as well because we were lacking something in that stage but in terms of in the, the overall season you can't look past uh, a dying Igarlo oh. and, and what a guy what I love about this chap is, is the fact that he plays football with a smile on his face he, he's looked like he's enjoyed it from, from moment one and looking at the way that the Granada fans lauded him and you look, look back at the way he's been had been spoken of before before he came, and he was a legend. Yeah, he was uh, he was very uh, very very popular, and it's very very easy to see why. It's not just because of the his goals, but the, what, what he brings to the team, which is a big beaming smile, someone who enjoys playing football, someone who works hard, and someone who will just stick the ball in the net from six yards out. How important is that? Uh, and just a great player, and him and Guardiola, they just came in at the right time and. 
gave Watford that little bit of boost, that little bit of extra belief that, that we're going to be that cut above the other teams in this division, which we proved to be. And I think we're going to struggle without without those guys. I'm surprised uh, that uh, neither of you said Craig Cathcart. Well, I, I had to, yeah, I, Craig Cathcart, Craig Cathcart. <laughs> Does that make me look like I'm a really that's well what, thought out? That's yeah. what's known as an open goal, John. Go on. Yeah, he was he was my player of the season. I think that was player of the season. I think he has been the most consistent of our of our team all season long. Uh, and let's not forget, start the season he was injured as well. Yeah. And he had to sort of fight his way. In. No one sort of guaranteed to spot in this team, so he had to fight his way into the side. But since he's been there, uh, outstanding for me. And the, and the great thing is, we're talking about these guys who have come in, and we're not talking about people who've played bit parts. Um, I mean, even even Motta this afternoon. Has, I think he's looked decent as a Watford player since he arrived. He came with an appalling reputation from, from Italy and people lo- literally laughing at Watford for signing him. But in the games he's played, I think he's had an impact, admittedly, against Derby. <laughs> not the impact we would, we would have wanted. But again, we got a point out of that game. How important is that point? So, if that, if that game hadn't happened in... If he hadn't got sent off, that, that, that well, round, round, who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but what I love is the fact that we the, the Watford version... Three, if you like, as we're in the third season under the under the Pottos, is that every new piece of the jigsaw has had an integral part to play. Some not as big as others, obviously, yeah. but they're not bringing in Wait, fluff. Yeah. They're not bringing in Briggs. They're not bringing in, uh, you know, and and what uh, Cathcart was brought into the derision of most Watford supporters. There was the, you know, what on earth are we doing? That's, that's what a mid-table signing. He plays with Blackpool, Bevan State. Do you think actually we we mentioned the last uh, step about the the manager? Team, but we haven't mentioned Luke Dowling. Yeah, and maybe he, he had something to do with those signings. Well, you have to give him you have to give him credit, and you have to give obviously the chief execs involved and and, and so But yeah, definitely that's his his role. Um, and I think we've seen, as we just said, an improvement in the in the importance of players coming in and the impact they have on the squad. And so yeah, absolutely, you're, you're right to, to to raise it and say it's done well. We, we've still got 45 minutes to go in this game of football, and if it's 45 minutes to go and they've gone so far, what will be champions in about 45 minutes' time? Fingers crossed. They just need to keep doing what they're doing. They can do it. We can do it. Come on, you ones. Come on. We, uh, we sit here in the rookery uh, end of a game where Watford are promoted Michael is that can I say that try to be more excited to try and get over things look uh you know, we can't lose sight of the, the bigger picture. We've, yeah, we've yeah, achieved, yeah, 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 yeah. we've achieved for Rovers. But um, we came here today wanting to win the title, and we didn't do that. They haven't let us down in any any way or form. There were some tired bodies out there this afternoon. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie, disappointed in the aftermath. Uh, but hey, what a season! They don't know us anything. They they did it when it counted. Um, we're up for a Premier League football team. It is good, and I don't, I don't want to pick bottles game, Jason. Um, but you know, it was. It's been a lovely season. It has been a lovely season. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like Mike said, you got the bigger picture, promotion the Premier League. But when it happens like this, last minute equaliser. Oh, it's not that we lose, Jason. We're really true. Their last minute equaliser. Yeah, they were an equaliser. We were the only probably their only shot on target. Always. Oh, a free kick that looks a bit dodgy. It's just I didn't know that. Uh, that it is hard to say. But you got to say as well. I know. I know. We've given 
platform with Mitch Stick on the podcast. We're going to say congratulations to them. We thought they were wobbling earlier, uh, sort of midway through the season, and they haven't. They stayed in there, and they won the bloody thing, Jamie Carson. And, and they, 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 they might wobble a bit, but they certainly wobble like Derby, who are out of the playoffs. Yeah, interesting. It's great, just a great relief not to be involved in, uh, in that playoff shake-up, but... Uh, very difficult. We're still here at Vicarage Road, sat here trying to trying to take it all in. Really trying very, very hard not to be too disappointed. As Jay said, I think you know Bournemouth have ended top because they got more points, and you can't argue with that. Sheffield Wednesday did a job on them. <laughs> they gave us. They could argue they gave us promotion, and they gave Bournemouth the championship. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, oh, I don't know. It's really difficult at the moment. It, it, first five minutes after a game, we're always. I start to feel. know how Nigel Pearson feels now. Trying to uh, <laughs> trying to talk after a game. I'm, Absolutely gutted. Absolutely gutted. Uh, not dreamt of nothing more over the last week of us lifting that trophy here at Vicarage Road. Will we ever get a chance again? I don't know. But let you know. Let's not take away from what we achieved. Um, we've gone up. We've been promoted, and, and would we have taken that? Would we have taken second place three weeks ago, oh, six man, months yeah. ago, two years ago, five years ago? Of course we would. We're, we're a special football club who have, who have earned something spectacular. Um, today's results, part of it's another point. We've done it, we've cracked it. Not quite in the fashion we want to, but no criticism of the players. We, they did what they had to do. Um, we're there, we're promoted. Premier League, here we come. Now we are promoted in this podcast is our step to promotion. And here's our final step. Step five, retain your talent. And we have uh, retained a fair few talents. Um, and I suppose Jason, I might say which is the most important. And I reckon you'll say Troy Deeney. Uh, oh, yes, absolutely. Troy Deeney. Um, we've seen again this season uh, another 20 goal season for Troy. Uh, there were clubs coming in for money. Off as any dream of players being sold for, for 10 million and upwards, and that's the sort of money people were, were talking in terms of at the start of the season for Troy. For him to sort of commit to the cause, because I mean, at the end of last season you'd have you'd have forgiven him for wanting to to look upwards. It was a poor season last season by our standards, um, and you could say he deserved in the last two seasons a crack at the Premier League but no he's stuck with us and he's a big part of, of this team and getting us back to the Premier League and we were trained uh, you know, Troy for the most important uh, retention but actually the good thing about this uh, the, the Pozzo team is actually we've retained quite a, 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 a large number and for this year from last year I don't think we didn't, we didn't lose many we've, we've, we've added but we have um, yeah, we, we've got a core team that still here from last year or at least yeah yeah the other thing we've added just sat here at the uh, the foot of the rookery we stood in the shadow of the Sir Elton John stand yeah 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 so we've added that as well which is great but yeah it's um, it's we the most level headed sensible Watford fans will have known that this is a building process something yeah. that is is a movable feast it's the, the goal is very clear we've achieved part one of that and now that the goal is to go on and and, um, and to sustain that and to stay in the Premier League and we need to show what exactly what we've done now is keep our best players and add to them and if you can't trust the Pozzos and, and this manager and this uh, the, the regime that we've talked about throughout this podcast to deliver that then um, you, I don't know what you want for what you want as a football supporter no. we're, we're in a magnificent position and uh, yeah it's just it's impossible not to not to be delighted thrilled excited 
please can't quite sound it at the moment. I'm really, I'm not going to lie, and then I'll listen back to this and I'll and I'll say, mighty miserable son, but I was desperate for us to win this. Um, but like I've said it again, they don't owe anyone anything. They've done what they had to do. You know, at the end of the day, it's a bit of a bit of, a bit of tin pot that we You know, it doesn't make any difference. The, the prize is the same. Let's go and make sure that we uh, we make the most of it next year. And uh, I think they will. Uh, players about to come on the pitch. Um, we're going to see this happen and uh, go for a couple of uh, beverages, I believe, to celebrate Watford being a Premier League football club. A podcast made by Watford fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. Right, we're, we're, we're at the end of a, of a season. It was a good season, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a magnificent season. It was the best season that you could possibly ask for. Not just as a Watford supporter, but as a football supporter. It just had absolutely everything. Watford, Watford sorted out all the pretenders to the throne right. on the way. Uh, we came up a little bit short on the last day. We didn't lose, we drew. But yes, ultimately, we, we saw everyone else off. We got promoted first. And that's because that says more about this Watford side than anything else. We went up first. They blinked, we didn't. We did the job. Uh, it's just magnificent. I'm just so happy. It's amazing what five beers does to a man because you weren't in that place. <laughs> Have you, have you only had five? <laughs> it's been uh, just superb. I mean, as a, as a football supporter, you, all you can ask for is being surrounded by people in the same colours that you support, enjoying life, enjoying football, and above all else, we deserve it. This football club deserves it. They've got good people working behind the scenes. They've got good coaching staff, as we discussed earlier in the podcast. And above all else, they've got good players. And as we as we, as we realised over the last five slash ten points, good supporters. And this is the time just to enjoy it. It's been a magnificent season. It's been a great day, despite the result. Come on, you Hornets. Just so proud. So, so proud. Thank you very much for listening. If you listen at all once or twice or five or whatever time, over the last five years upon the Ukraine, um, we need a new five-year plan. Yeah. And we'll figure that one out in the next podcast. Well, we'll start planning it now, I think. Here we go. Yeah!